Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Across Western Australia on SEN and around Australia on SEN Track, this is Scotty and Goss for breakfast and giddy up with Gareth Hall. I want to do a simulcast, Scotty, and this is a simulcast. Apparently, we're on two uh, networks around the country, right? Really? Yeah, we're on the SEN track with Gareth Hall and Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Yep. And we've got our normal breakfast show. So there's people in the eastern states listening to SEN Breakfast with yourself, Scotty Cummings, wow. and myself. What and, a treat. I don't have to introduce myself because everyone knows who I am because oh, I'm a star. But interesting, I just say this, that they're thinking... Where do we turn to now? <laughs> Morning, Scotty. Morning, Goss. How are you? We are at the, what's this bar called? The 1900 Bar, yes, Gareth. Yes, It's a beautiful bar, too. Isn't it? Lovely. You, you, you'll be you. here. You get, you'll I'm, have um, free passes to come here. Probably a special yeah. guest to cash you for you on Saturday, <laughs> Goss. I think so. Uh, big show coming up. So, Gareth, welcome, Gareth. Officially Thanks, welcome Goss. to the WA audience, mate. Um, great to have you back in WA. You were with the, uh, you're on the dark side initially. Yeah. But you've uh, come across to, to SEN track doing a wonderful job with Giddy Up with Gareth. How's the first couple of months? Yeah, I loved it, mate. Um, It's exceeded my expectations a little bit. It's a great place to work. And, um, yeah, the show's been going really well. We had a a pretty handy spring carnival in Melbourne. And um, great to be in the West. But um, just needed my ratings just to go up a little bit. So I asked Hutchie if I could join forces with you. I'm not sure you chose the right horse, actually. Uh, (laughs) But anyway. I thought this would be a perfect situation for me just to, you know, um, get a few more listeners. Hayes and Mardo, there's the ones you want to be like. No, I think you're my cup of tea. Uh, nice, nice yeah. to have you along. Hey, big show coming up in a moment. Simon Miller's going to join us. The Mayor of Subiaco is going to join us. Of course, oh. Brad Shepherd is getting on a plane, speaking of cashies, going up to the mining. Mitch Pateman, what a wonderful story that is with this old Tester. We'll chat with him as well. Uh, Hutchie, because he's the boss. Sam Whiteman from WA Cricket after making 190-odd and also going to be chatting uh, with a, a member of the Godolphin team who rocked in last night. I saw you. Yep. The, the big the big stars rocked in last night, the yeah. East Coast stars. Nassim Dilmi does a great job travelling foreman for James Cummings and uh, I think we're so lucky to have Godolphin at this carnival. Cascadian brings James McDonald. Valana's going to be hard to beat in the winner bottom and the gold rush. He, he won the Hunter there on Saturday. So, um, yeah, they're going to be mighty hard to beat the Royal Blue Army. Had coffee yesterday with Frank Agostino and Garrick Ibbotson from Fleet Network. Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Special. Save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. Our first guest is here. And don't forget, you can ask questions. 13 12 Depot open line or temporary bedshed text line 0487 We're in the workplace yeah. of our next guest, Scotty. And we are. Uh, what a treat to wake up to his yeah. face too. I mean, normally he comes into the studio in the seven to eight hour. Saunters over. Saunters yeah. over and gives us some life <laughs> tips. But uh, we are in his workplace. He's got serious face on his name, Simon Miller. Morning. 
Morning, boys. Thanks for having me. And this is true as I sit here. This is actually my office every day. I wedge up here and watch them work from from here. So we do. Well, thank you the, for letting uh, us come in. Yeah. What time is the bar open? <laughs> <laughs> Depends how top of you had a good morning. Yeah. Uh, opens early. Just tell us a bit about your day so far. Just our listeners right here now. We're, we're big races coming up. You're an A grade player in regards to those races. What did we see here this morning? The sun is now up. What did we see from your mob and others here this morning? And what happens now? So uh, I've worked half my team already and uh, the ones that I actually need to gallop and put through their paces, they're loading up on a truck as we speak and then we'll head to Belmont and I'll spin around 11 there and uh, meanwhile the other 14 that I worked this morning, they're back, boxes are done, waters are there, brekkies are there and they're just kicking back, relaxing until we all get back from Belmont. Why do you have to separate the two? Why, why do you have to go to Belmont and not they all stay here? I, I don't like the gallop track here, so I get on the grass uh, as much as I can at Belmont. We've got a pro ride here and you wouldn't walk your dog on it. So, um, <laughs> What so, about Scotty? Yeah, I saw, I, I, hopefully it wasn't one of your horses, Simon. i just you know been out on the balcony watching them come through and there was one coming up the dirt track there that sounded like me. It was blowing yeah, it was a, bit, a bit heavy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure it's well. Perfectly honest with you. That's a beautiful. Chilly is hot. It'll <laughs> oh, be chilly as hot. Fair <laughs> dinkum, that thing. Is that here today? It's chilly as hot. He's exhausted, carried all his money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I must admit, and this is why I sit up here as well, because you, you get to hear them breathe as they come past as well. Uh, and that's a major part, as you said. So, like that other one you heard before. Is that the horses get asthma? Yeah. This that, one's got yeah, a bad one, case of it. That one probably needs a tongue tie or, yeah. or a throat up, that one. I think WA is so lucky to have Simon Miller. He's one of the trainers that can transcend the sport in the West. So when you oh, yeah. talk to the punters in the Eastern States, and I get a lot of phone calls and text messages on the Giddy Up text line, Gareth, you need to get Simon Archibald Miller on because um, he's a character, but he can tip a winner. And so I, I find it really hard Pardon? to believe. What did you say? Simon? He can tip a winner. <laughs> Doesn't he tip you the wrong Everyone needs to get the S Miller giddy up tips. Oh, wow. We know his mates are. Wow. Um, for, let me just tell you, Gareth, four runners for the day. You'll yeah. talk about three of them. Yeah. We'll back them all. Yeah. The fourth one he didn't mention, home in a canter. Yeah. He only gives us one tip and it usually wins. So, wow. um, sorry yeah. about that. It's a bit, it's a bit sensitive over here. Yeah, over here. Uh, I haven't hit the ground running. It's an extraordinary <laughs> revelation. I apologise. This is an exclusive. But, Si, um, can you win your first Group 1? Because I want to talk about Amelia's Jewels. She's such a special oh, horse. Yeah. Um, she'll work, I think, at Belmont this morning, ahead of the Guinea. She'll take on the boys. How is she? She's good. Uh, I got rewarded for being patient last week, and it's hard to... You know, walk past a three hundred thousand dollar race that you would have been odds on in, but you might have lost the war, but you win the battle. And we've pulled the right rein. And as it turned out, the track played on speed, and we would have been behind laced up heels and trying to make a run. And she would have had a gut buster. And then you're trying to back her up into the Guineas this week, and then into a northerly. So uh, I was I walked off the track pretty happy Saturday night, knowing we'd made the right call. And then Monday when she worked, she was out of control. So we've got a where we need to, and now she'll have a strong gallop at um, Belmont. She'll be ready for Saturday. So we back her then on Saturday in the Guineas? Uh, we'll just get through the gallop first, Gareth. Yeah. We don't like to go to the early crow. <laughs> Many believe it's a race in three. They all believe it's yourself, Bustler, all the King's men, drawn accordingly. The market suggests it's going to be. Are they just the simple dangers? Yeah, I think so. And, and like you said, it makes the race really exciting now because we're three, four, five, we're yeah. all next to each other. Yep. Uh, and with us... Four, give, five, six. Is it? 
Righto. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, all I know is I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> Taking care about the other two. Um, the thing that I'm wrapped with ours is now we've got options. If the track plays forward, we can be forward. If it's playing midfield down there, we can just drift back a bit. So now our hand isn't forced to go back from a wide gate, so we have options. What about Miss Kentucky? She's the star sprinter. Um, I thought she was really good in the Colonel Reeves. Can she win a winter bottom? And can she, if she draws a gate, can you settle a little bit closer um, yeah. in the group one? Yeah, absolutely. She can win a big one. I thought she could last year, Gareth. Her two wins have been dominant, and then she ran home 32 and change the other day, and you, and you don't win. So you do that at any other track, and you win by four. But just the way the track was playing, she's totally in the zone, pulled up good. Yeah, if she draws a gate, we'll have her closer, no doubt. You just just from that awkward draw Saturday, we had to go right back, and uh, all you she ran through the line. She's pulled up good, so we're on track. I tell you what, boys, if Amelia's um, Park, if we can win with Miss Kentucky and then Amelia's Jewel, um, Scotty, I think we're definitely heading over to um, Margaret River, and Walsh, you will be able to shout us for at least a week. I uh, will be not driving either. Yes. Uh, it'll be a chopper. But let me just tell you what's going on here. Like. Yes, Miller. In front of the camera is very natural, isn't he? Yeah. Gareth's been filming him the whole time, and uh, he has paid much more attention to his on camera than he does with you and I ever got. <laughs> he zones out uh, when he's with us. Oh, no, I just think he's still, he's still a bit sore, isn't he, from you know not doing much at home when we brought it to, to the <laughs> listeners' attention. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been absolutely flogged at home. <laughs> I got attacked by Bougainvillea yesterday. Look at me here. Yeah. I got attacked by Bougainvillea. I had to go to the, have to go to the rubbish dump twice yesterday, and I have to, oh. to, to, to throw a Bougainvillea. In Billy, that was my big day. Yep. Yeah. Simon, what does it mean to win a Group One? I know you say, "Oh, you know, you've won all, you've won everything." I just want to know, winning a Group One, does something come off the shoulders? I don't know. We'll find out. I haven't felt the pressure that I haven't. I honestly, just love winning. I do. I love winning. It doesn't matter if it's at Northern or at Ascot. Uh, as long as the horses are running well, look, we've been Group One placed in numerous races, knocking on the door, but. If it happens this time in, it happens. As long as they prepare well, execute, uh, we'll get our turn. I want to know, Simon, you train for all of the big sporting stars in the West, Brad Shepard, the Mars Brothers, um, just to name a few. Have you got these boys in a horse yet? <laughs> Have they opened up their pockets? Especially, <laughs> oh, like Hutchie, they're on all about $500,000. <laughs> Seriously. They are taking an interest, there's no doubt. Okay. So no... You haven't bought Probably a relation, shares. mate. We're PR company for yeah, it. Apparently <laughs> they want a contract. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Hey, mate, I know you're going to get across to Belmont. Um, out of all the ones that work here this morning, what was what was the one that said, just put a bit of a twinkle in your eye? How's uh, the Serenity? So she's probably three weeks off a trial and she's ticking over really good. I'm bloody pleased with Pans down how well he's come through Saturday. Yeah. He's in, I'm backing him up this Saturday in the Carbine. And when he's like this, his mannerisms, he takes that to the races. So mm. uh, he's on song and he's ready to go. So he's one. And uh, they say you keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Well, Rothfire's uh, with us. And, yes. Uh, gee, he looks good. He looks good. So, Robert Heathcote, Damon Oliver. Yeah, right. so the travel hasn't worried him. He got off and looked a million dollars. So Brilliant stuff. Just hey, for mate, all those that are back in the So favorites. your best chance for the carnival? I've got to get this on record. Uh, our best chance Amelia's jewel, no doubt. Right. Um, and Miss Kentucky, she's flying. And you know, Si, we've got a slot in the, the quokka. Yeah. Um, the boys. And these two are choosing mate, the horse. I'll tell you what. Any chance? Hey. <laughs> you want to you? put your case forward? I've got a couple of faster ones home there than Miss <laughs> Kentucky and Amelia's jewel. Oh, oh no. What? Oh. You want to do the deal? 
an hour. <laughs> Hachi, yeah, right. on, we'll get Hachi on the phone. He's pays the bills. Thanks for coming along, mate. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Tim, Scotty, Gareth. Good on you. Love there is Simon Miller. You're listening to Scotty and Goss live from the Ascot Toolkit Depot studio with Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. We're here for Fleet Network. We are simulcast around Australia and through our SEN network here. I oh, just quickly, Mike from Pelmore, any updates on your tennis game with the jockey over there at the State Tennis yeah. Centre? Paddy Carberry. So, I mean, you've got a. Uh, Paddy, Paddy got uh, squashed in three sets, he's done. <laughs> so, the next one came in. And, and it was uh, Brandon Louie, who's a bit of a taller jockey. Yeah. Uh, couldn't do my servant volley, so I had to play the baseline, but wiped him. We noticed the lights were still on. Appreciate your time, Simon Miller there. Hey, we're going to get a breakaway on this day. Now, Gareth, your listeners oh, are going to be... Oh, you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. Now, I don't know if you know, on this day is one of the most talked about segments yeah. that should have been axed about 18 months yeah. ago. Oh, 18 years. <laughs> but it's going to get another life here uh, today. We've got the boss, Sam Thompson, listening in the Latrobe Valley in country Victoria Morning, as well. Sam. So I reckon she'll be looking forward to this. Oh, she loves on this Why day. Why did you tell us that? No, she no, she sent through everyone a group text message. I'm nervous. I need to know that she's listening. <laughs> she makes wow. me nervous. Wow. Uh, the Ice uh, Princess. Yeah. Oh, We're going to do something different, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We're we going to try. Just, we might just so, shelve on this day and go to a guest. No, no, no. This is Scotty and Goss with Gareth Hall with Giddy Up with Gareth right around the country. And we're here for Fleet Network Toolkit Depot uh, Studio at Ascot, overlooking the wonderful Ascot racetrack, which is day. home to the Pinnacles. We'll take a break. Come back on this day for today, the 15th, which means it's payday! Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. All righty, Gareth, wow. sit down and re- yes. watch us go to work on this All day. Right, this yeah, is called On This is. Day. Well, it is the 15th day of November, which means it's payday. For our listeners, uh, new listeners, uh, On This Day is basically a number of Names that you have never heard of, but Goss knows, and they're all in his album collection. <laughs> and you learn something, but hopefully there's some good tunes to get us up and about, Goss. Famous sporting events, famous birthdays, and it could be shared with your birthday, 15th day of November. Sam Edmonds' birthday today. SEN Melbourne, Sammy, of course. He, summer, yeah, he made summer. it. Sammy Edmonds has made it. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, not off to a flyer, but yeah. anyway. Uh, happy <laughs> birthday, Sammy. I love Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday. He's uh, a good man. Billy Fries was born on this day in 1928. He Who's died that? earlier this year in 93. Well, he's better known as C.W. McCall. Gareth's looking at trying to find something to do. <laughs> no, there'll be people all over Australia now humming that. Convoy. Yeah, right. I'll have to add this segment to my show now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that popular. Yeah, well, we'll find out when uh, the boss is the of the trope. There'll be a peak in Spotify searches. <laughs> Ed Asner was born on this day in 1929. He played Lou Grant in the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Stay with it, Gareth. 1929.
I'm hoping Sam, for your sake, just gone and got a phone call from somewhere. Or Sam loves office. your segment, mate. Because we make it on our own. Hey, if you poo pooed anymore, mate, no, I love you'll, it. Be no, you'll be giddy yeah. up right downstairs. You'll yeah. be on you your know, way. I've never seen a bloke back away from, from the desk. <laughs> I'm scared of Gosling Garrett's done now. Jack McCoy plays uh, a guy. Well, he's actually in the in the show. Sam Waterston plays Jack McCoy in one of my favourite TV shows from 1994 to 2010, one of the well, longest it's, running. It's, right, it's recent for you. Law and Order. November, if you're having a birthday, you're celebrating with lots of famous people. We've only got seven more minutes of this stuff. Hey, 77 today, and when I was in this, because I went into the studio, okay, we're, oh, we're doing the OB here. Yes. We're from the Toolkit Depot at Ascot, giddy up with Gareth Hall. Didn't, right get, around the, the didn't get the mail. And I went in there, and he said to me, uh, Justin, Lois Lane, who's uh, mm-hmm. put together this wonderful segment, yeah. Lois, he said, what's your favourite Abba song? Because it's Frida's birthday today, 77. And did you know... What have you gone with? Did you know my dad has got... Oh. The bikini, the bikini from, from Anna? See, the thing Anna is, Fritt? right, you can't just leave it at that because well, it sounds was, real creepy. No, well, You've got to what, explain the story. He was the maitre d' at the garden restaurant at Parmelia and Abba came in the 70s to stay at the... And they were on the front page of the Daily News. And she was near the pool and she had this beautiful bikini on with stars. And the old man stole a bikini. Yeah, he, no, no. he went up to her room <laughs> and pinched her bikini. And while he was out, he got shot to Durant Coley's room oh. at the same time. <laughs> Frida's birthday today. Good morning to Papa Goss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, he might be wearing that bikini as we speak. <laughs> Ken Sutcliffe is 75 today, the great man. Ken Sutcliffe, National 9 News, Augusta, Georgia. Wimbledon, Morocco. Well, it has been quite a day. The atmosphere is electric. The champions have all exhibited their skills. Happy birthday also to Benny Elias, 59, a rugby league superstar. Johnny Lee Miller, of course, he was an English actor. And Susie Maroney, Australia's long-distance swimmer. In 1997, she made the world headlines for her record-breaking swim of the Florida Strait. She's a machine. He's absolutely a machine. Jed Adcock, 37 today, former Brisbane Lion. And I think he played the Western Bulldogs for a brief time as well. Happy birthday to both of them. Hey, Beverly D'Angelo, it's her birthday today. <laughs> she was in Holiday Road. Holiday Chase. Yeah, I can't lose National Lampoons. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I hear when I hear that song. That's exactly what it is. Chad Kroger, it's his birthday today. Chad Kroger, in fact, um, he well, it's, he's from, he's known as Chad Turton. That's his real name, but he goes by the name of Kroger. Why would you change what? your name from Kroger to Turton? I'm not sure. <laughs> an interesting he, choice. He's 48 today. He's a Nickelback. Look at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. They get a rough trot, Nickelback. They seem to be the butt of a lot of jokes, don't they? Oh, are they any good? No, I don't mind them. Are you still with us, Gareth? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to find my text messages. Just oh, to really? see how this segment's travelling, yeah. but I don't know don't, what the computer's you know what? doing. Never look at the feedback, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, yeah. you don't want to look at feedback yeah. during uh, on this day for November 15. And I'm I'm just nervous because the boss is listening. Hey, the most expensive hair sold was on this day in 2002. What? What? It was hair cuttings of Elvis Presley was oh, sold okay. on this day oh. in November <laughs> And guess what? No, the final show of you can't Rove. Top that. You can't the top final that. show of Rove went to air on this day in 2009. 
I used to. Great I haven't little, heard him for a long time. Great little West Australian. Yeah, great. Tiny West man, he, he actually could be out on the track. Yeah. Right now, as we speak. He was the biggest name at Channel 10 when you were there. He was huge. Sorry, second. Gareth, he's up. And the last one for you, Scotty. Disappointing news. It was on this day in 2020 that the Sizzler restaurants closed for the final time. Oh, it's a sad day when a all-you-can-eat buffet goes out of business. The old buffet. I I can't do that. I can't go where someone else is sticking spoons and touching other people's food. That's gross. Well, they usually use this... this, um, just tongs, people, mate. Yeah, yeah people just, yeah. Tongs, you know, just dive in with your hands, mate. What is wrong hands? with you? I don't know what buffet you've been going <laughs> oh, to. Oh, man. Gossip. What are they doing in the West these days? <laughs> the Box One restaurant oh. out there at Cannington. Beautiful. They do oh, a wonderful I was at Sandown on Saturday night. They've got the best buffet at a racetrack at the Dogs there. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get, how did, that segment wasn't as smooth as it normally is. Yeah, oh, I think you like ruined it, Gareth. <laughs> I'm getting the blame. I apologise. 15th yeah. day of November on morning. this yeah. day. Hey, I've got something for you. Now, another segment that I've um, yeah. uh, injected into the show <laughs> is we do a segment called Tim Gossip. Yeah. And here's the theme. How are we going, Gareth? Yeah, so, uh, so this is like a rumour file. Yeah, but uh, we, don't, we don't do scurrilous. Yeah, we don't no. do scurrilous. <laughs> we don't do scurrilous. No AFL umpires or anything. No, More on that yeah. a little bit later, Michael Pell. Um, may I just say this, that my mail is, and I'm going to quote the person who sent it to me, but I'm not going to tell you the name of the person who sent it. <laughs> Consultant to the coach is the position this person has been given. And I'm going to tell you that David Mundy has been is uh, in line to come as a consultant to the coach to the Perth Football Club. Okay. Why, why isn't he playing David Mundy? He should be happy. Because he's 48 years yeah, old. He should have had one more season. Sometimes you just got to know when it's time. Yeah, I like a bit like Cristiano Ronaldo, but I thought David Mundy was one of their better players. I thought they could like use him sparingly in uh, next season. Well, no one's really digging too hard over here on that one, are they, guys? We're just letting him go gracefully, but some suggest there might have been a tap. Oh, okay. I was I'm at, not suggesting that. I was at the um, pub the other day in South Melbourne. I ran into Joey Montagna, and he's hopefully this is, was on the record, Joey. He probably wasn't. <laughs> um, he's, he helps out with the Fremantle he list does. management. And I asked him the question. I said, Joey, have you worked out a plan what you're going to do with the two Ruckman? Um, because I think that's going to be the toughest challenge mm. for Justin Longmuir, um, what they're going to do with those two boys. But um, what would you do with them? Well, I still think, um, and I think I'm pretty much on my own, not, not completely on my own, but I still think Luke Jackson can be a, a, a fantastic forward. Yep. And I think he'll be more dangerous up forward than uh, Sean Darcy will be. So it'll be, I'm probably thinking a 70-30 type split. Joey was suggesting maybe a Blitzard's role. Jackson. Yeah, well, yeah. that's something that Luke yeah. Jackson's mentioned as well. Yeah, he's mentioned um, that himself. That uh, he'd like to be up the ground a little bit more, but I reckon he could dominate up forward. All righty, time for a news break. We're off to get him a cafe coffee. Gareth Hall and Giddy Up with Gareth. We are <laughs> simulcast today. Uh, just going back to the important part of that little conversation that David Mundy could be involved at a waffle level with the Perth Football Club. You heard it here first yeah, on Tim Gossip. Uh, we are at Trackside. Thanks to Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Special. Save your thousands on your dream car and fleetnetwork.com.au. You've got a giveaway, haven't you, Gary? Yes. Send in a text, 0499 736 You've got to get to this. The best text message will win a $250 voucher to the Osborne, the greatest night spot in Melbourne, in the heart of South Yarra. Good place. There's something for everyone at the Osborne rooftop and bar. And I spent 
$250. Yep. And right, a couple of shouts. And if you're listening from here, it only cost you about 1500 to get there. Yeah. And uh, once you get there, let me tell you, the Osborne is a cracking joint. Yeah. I spent most of the Melbourne Cup carnival there. <laughs> Win yeah, free McCafe coffee for a year. Great Visit spot. My Macca's app. Mitch Pateman, Brad Shepard, Craig Hutchison, Sam Whiteman, and a whole lot more here to come. We are simulcast. Giddy up with Gareth Hall on SEN Track and SEN WA Breakfast on the SEN Network. Got a beautiful blue sky day, and we're just watching the last of the track work here. It is the lead up to the railway stakes on Saturday as part of the Pinnacles. Gareth Hall will give you up with Gareth. Right around the SEN network on SEN track and also with Scotty and Goss. So for those who are listening to our breakfast show for the very first time, we hope you're sampling what we do. Thanks to the team at Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. And if you are a texter to Gareth's show, uh, that number is... 499 736 736. I want you to tell us um, what your favourite WA horse is and your favourite maybe railway or winter bottom or Kingston Town slash Northerly moment that you've seen here. What was the Apache Cat... Um... Takeover Target. Yeah. That was a great call by Macca. Great call. Yep. And, what uh, was that race? That was the winner bottom. Was Takeover the Target... Just hung on yeah. to defeat Apache Cat. Um, two great horses doing battle here at Ascot. So um, we won't probably get a race like that again because there's so many options for the best sprinters. But you get a horse like Rothfire and Pulele. They're probably just they're just off the A-grade um, gallopers regarding the sprinting racing. Um, but still, Pulele was the favourite for the Manicato. So he'll be hard to beat. Um, but you've had some wonderful sprinters over the years, and it's really hard to believe when you go back through the history that you've only had a couple of local victories in yeah, the Winterbottom. Winter it's just been dominated yeah. by the Eastern State Cup. Classic Arc's one of my favourites of all yeah. time. But Johnny Scorch used to ride that. Hey, a couple of texts on the line. John says, the morning, Scotty and Goss, so no Epicurean at the Crown, Goss. Oh, nice work, John. And uh, also, Ben Cousins is linked as a mentor also to the younger players, according to Peter Vlahos on Sports Day, according to one of our texts. Uh, 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 yesterday, uh, this surfaced, and Scotty, you and I played it on our show. Gareth, you, I know this was a, uh, the means test conversation you had with uh, Wayne Hawks and Darren McCauley yesterday on SEN Track. And this was, um, well, we've, we've done an edited version of Peter Moody's uh, spray of Blake McDougall. Yep. This is what we put to air yesterday on our show. Have a listen. Uh, sorry, everyone. Peter Moody here with an audio update, re-amalgamation post uh, that performance at Cranbourne. I'm sorry. Um, I've got to apologise. Blake McDougall just rode totally incompetently. I asked him to put the horse in a free-flowing position to let him sort of roll into the race throughout and build momentum throughout. They walked in front and for some reason the brain-dead rider just continually drag the horse back and back and back when he's got no turn of foot. Uh, I'm sorry, I I just can't comprehend this. Boy, his last few horses he's ridden for me, he's just ridden them disgraceful. I could have ridden them better myself. It was an absolute disgrace. (laughs) He deserves... He apologised. He came on and apologised um, to Blake, saying he he was unprofessional. I thought that was pretty strong of, of Peter Moody, and that's Peter Moody's pretty strong in opinion, and he's pretty bullish from what I've seen and what I know. That's okay, but, isn't it? but I think it's fantastic. Uh, but you got to also remember uh, he's now disconnected with the horse. The horse has changed stable, and he doesn't want to train for the owner. So I had a text message conversation with Pete yesterday, and I said, I don't know, that's unlike you to apologise, not once but twice, birds. And he laughed. Um, 
I reckon he still would have had a private conversation with Blake because he had to apologise because he was out of line there in a way. But um, it was a bad ride by Blake. But he was upset with one of the owners who decided to send that around. That's why he apologised, because one of the owners was ordinary enough to leak a private message to their ownership group. But Moose has got to understand when you do something like that, and because of the big syndications and, and owners these days, the big group of owners, everybody passes on the voice messages from trainers because it's like, oh, dad or your brother or your mate, I've got this horse running Tips, at Asco, yeah, yeah. tracking. And this is Not why, bad, yeah, this is why our horse went so bad <laughs> because yeah. of the jockey. So that's what yeah. would have happened. But Mitchell Pateman's going to join us. He was a jockey that copped an absolute um, bake by Darren McCullough. So I'm looking forward to catching up with them. Um, well, it's interesting you say that because there was a, on the, at Mooney Valley the previous night, yeah. uh, Clayton Moore trained by Gemma Riley. There was, there was, Blake McDougall was the centre of a strong tirade from mm. punters on social media about his ride on that horse as well. Yep. Hey, Dan Morton's going to join us as well. He's got Alaskan God going around on the weekend. He's just been training in his stable. He's absolutely firing. He's going to join us. Mitch Pateman's going to join us. Scotty and Goss, we are trackside here at Ascot. We are simulcast around the country with Giddy Up with Gareth Hall on SEN Track. And we're at the Ascot 1900 bar for Toolkit Depot and Fleet Network. A break and come back. Dan Morton and Mitch Pateman join us next. Simplecast around Australia on SEN Track and SENWA. Thanks for your company. Scotty Cummings and Tim Gossage with you. Gareth Hall, giddy up with Gareth. Good to have Gareth back in WA. And don't forget, show your support this Saturday, McHappy Day, by purchasing a pair of silly socks from Maccas for $5. Money raised will go towards Ronald McDonald House Charities as they continue to help seriously ill or injured children and their families. Dan Morton joins us live at Ascot and he has some stars getting ready for the pinnacles. Dan, thanks for your time, mate. Um, Alaskan God is the favourite for the railway stakes. How'd you get Saturday. in? Straight to straight to the. How'd you get, how'd you get a start? <laughs> yeah. Yesterday you weren't going to get a start. You're on the verge of not getting a start, but you've, <laughs> I tell you what, every trainer wants to sneak into a railway at the bottom of the weights, and you've done exactly that. Yeah, no, we're obviously lucky to scrape into the field, but. Um can't say what I said off air. You just got to know what they drink. I probably shouldn't say that on air. But, um, no, we, we scraped into the field, which was good. And, um, yeah, he's obviously a deserving uh, runner in the race. I think the punters wanted you desperately in because they had devoted that didn't make it. He was the second favourite for the railway before the Peters. And Alaskan God has always been the favourite. But he's second up in the railway. Um, at the start of his campaign, if I said to you, what race, if he wins one of the, the pinnacle races, would it have been the railway, or do you think he's a better chance in the northerly? Um, to be honest, in the back of my mind, I always thought he could win a railway because you're getting in on a minimum. Um, and, yeah, like I'd, I'd like to think the horse is still untapped. Uh, his race was super the other day, so uh, he's come through in good shape out of that. So, yeah, like I think he can win a railway. For, for our non-racing people who are who are listening to us uh, here in WA and SENWA breakfast around the country, uh, j- how why was it so delicately poised that you were going to get a start or not? Where, was it is that just the horse hadn't done enough? Uh, just was the weight scale, you, the preparation? You picked wrong races. I'd just love to know, and the listeners would know, how does the horse get on the cusp? Yeah, no, trainers never pick wrong races, <laughs> <are they? laughs> but um, no, just uh, the rating system. So it's you know they earn ratings points along the way, and um, so he 
he won all his races as a three-year-old leading in, you know, or the last preparation at least, leading into a derby. And the derby doesn't give you an automatic um, inclusion into a railway stake. So he had to, um, you know, he was just, just didn't have a high enough rating because he's not, a, you know, he's only a four-year-old. So. And you knew that going in that you, this was going to be line ball call? Yeah, we, we did know that, and I'd made a decision going back a while, the sort of prep that I wanted to give him, and I didn't want to um, be having too many runs before a railway, so uh, well, I only wanted the one run before the railway, and I did want to space it out, so um, I was going to be happy either way the cards fell for us, because I'd made my decision early, and I was happy just to stick to that. Now he's in, are you confident? Yeah, I am. Um, like I said, he's, he's a real deal, and um, on the minimum, and yeah, I am confident. Dan... Yeah, other star galloper heading towards the Pinnacles is Elite Street, and he was first up in the Colonel Reeves. Now, um, listening to a few of the experts over the last 24 hours, a few have already written him off um, for the the winner bottom and even the gold rush. What did you make of his first up effort behind this will test you on Saturday? Um, yeah, it's funny. Like, you sort of expect him to come out and win every time because it's you know, seemingly what he does, but, um, you know, he'd been a long time between runs, um, and again, sort of, I made my plans with this horse early, and I wanted to just go second up into a winter bottom, so that's when I need him peaking, so, um, you know, I, you know, in my heart, I guess I expected him to look flashier the other day, but um, a few things didn't go great, he slipped out of the barriers, he was a bit unsettled early, um, and yeah, he sort of he still ran respectable sectionals, everything. So he's going to take benefit from the run, and you know, twelve hundred weight for age is going to be uh, hard to beat. Is he a better chance in the winter bottom than the gold rush stepping up to the fourteen hundred? Uh, yeah, he is. Yep. Yeah, um, you're confident that you can defeat a Rothfire and a Pulele, the Eastern State sprinters that have arrived, and Valana was very impressive with the Hunter the other day. Um, yeah, like I. Yeah, our horse is top shelf. Obviously, he's not getting any younger, and he's probably not still on the incline. But um, you know, if he gets anywhere near his best, which I think we'll, you know, see in a week and a half's time, then yeah, I do think he can beat him. Scotty, there's a horse that Dan trains that I think um, you've done a few times. Kiss on all four cheeks. Um, yeah, <laughs> she, I like it. She's a pretty good bear. She returns to your stable after a Victorian stint <laughs> with Nick Ryan. How's she travelled, and what race are you setting her for? She looks great. Uh, we got her off the plane there last night, and she just had a canter around here this morning, so back in familiar um, surrounds for her. She looks good, so um, all going well. We'll uh, roll through to a winter bottom as long as we're happy with her, and then the gold rush. Not against the Gareth, and don't mind the horse either. All right, then, yeah. She's a, she's a very good horse when she can get the right conditions, and she didn't have any luck in Melbourne. It was either a wet track or a bad gate, and or an unlucky run, um, can she defeat Elite Street and the likes in a winner bottom? Um, you'd never say never. She's a top-class mare, and that's why we took her east, obviously. Um, you know, it's, you don't make excuses over there. You know, it is what it is, tracks, barriers, whatever else. You've still got to turn up and compete. But, um, you know, she's in good shape, and, yeah, she's very capable. Thanks for coming over. Appreciate it. Well, now you're going to yep. get to Belmont and have a look at half a dozen of them go spin their wheels over there uh, on the grass at Belmont. We, we go a long way back. Mates, no, you? We, we go a long, long way back. So yeah. I've just sat here a little... I've, I've created a little bit of a sweat. Um, I'd be probably vet-checked out if uh, if I was getting looked at at the moment. I was sweating a little bit. He knows far too much about me from younger days. And so I've just sat here quietly and yeah. just prayed to you. Well, if you read some stupid. of your tweets, messages about having to come to the races with anyone under 5'8", yeah, well, I, I don't trust any bloke under 5'8". 
Anyway, generally the dodgy one. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever look around your mate's circle, yeah. the dodgy one is the one under five. No comment. I've got to talk yeah. to the jockeys, including yeah. Mitchell Pateman, in just a moment. Yeah. Any winners coming up, Dan? Uh, well, I like the thing. We've got a few live chances through the pentacles, yeah. but, um, you know, fingers crossed this time of year. you just got to get him there in one piece. And, nothing uh, out nothing. wide. You're giving us nothing. Uh, out wide. Give us something. They're normally pretty good. Uh, we'll win one tomorrow at Northern. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I'll bag them both. Don't worry about Bag them both. Bag them both and see you go. Thanks for coming along. Good luck, Thanks, Dan Thanks, Morton, Cheers, the God. Alaskan God, of course, in the railway. $4.20 favourite. It is going to be a huge race. Another guest. And I watched a piece on, online yesterday, a wonderful piece from Mitch Pateman, and this will test you. And the horse that he's got that's really given him a prominent ride in regards to uh, taking over the training of this horse and also his own training uh, regime and his own training uh, career. Of course, a long-time jockey, successful jockey, and now uh, training. And it's a really nice piece. So if you get a chance to see it, Mitchell Paper, I think I'm not. It's on Facebook. It's on yep. on the Races WA. It's a really nice piece, Mitch, and we appreciate you coming in this morning. No, thanks for having me, guys. How could this? Do we have to go to another? Yeah, break? we'll get yeah. a break away and come back with Mitch. Right, then, we'll yep. get a break and come back. And we'll come back. Hutchie's going to join us after the top of the hour. Sam Wipen too, fresh from making 190 odd, and Nassim Dilmi from the Godolphin team. Mitch Pateman's going to be patient. He's going to stay with us. We are trackside at the Ascot Toolkit Depot. This is Giddy Up with Gareth Hall and breakfast with Scotty Ingos. Watching three horses fast gallop on that. What's that stuff called that they're galloping on? Is that sand. Mitchy? Is that just sand? That's just sand. Yeah, yeah, is sand. that just normal sand? There's heaps of it over here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I can go to the beach. You know the racer. You know the race. Yeah, but I didn't know if it's got some sort yeah. of like it's fibre stuff. Anyway, the, the voice here is Mitchell Papen, who we, we said hello to prior to the break. We've got news at the top of the hour. We're here for Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. And as we hear then, we're simulcast. What's this green stuff? What's that? Don't know, but you'll be tasting it in a minute if you're <laughs> careful. It's called Giggarass. Mitchie Pateman, welcome to Giddy Up and the um, SEN Breakfast Show here in the West. Great to have you on. Jeez, I'm proud of you, mate. You've come a long way since you used to um, waste and get a few rides, and now you're one of the superstar young get trainers. Get angry too, Jay. Yeah, and yeah. even... even <laughs> so, we'll, we'll start with this. Blake McDougall got that. Um, we've played it a few times. Um a bake by Peter Moody that went viral after one of the owners passed on the voice yeah. um, message um, from Peter Moody. But you were the first rider really to cop a spray from Darren McAuliffe that went viral. Um, it made you famous at the end of the day. But how did you handle that? What would Blake McDougall be going through at the moment? Uh, yeah, probably didn't handle it very well when it first came out. I was not real happy and yeah. um, I was ready to tell DMAC to stick it. Um, spoke to mum and mum said, suck it up, that's <laughs> racing. And uh, turn up for track work tomorrow morning with a smile on your face and best, probably one of the bits, best bits of advice yep. he's ever given me because yep. if I'd tell him, told him to stick it, I wouldn't have won about three mm. group threes and a couple of listed races that I won after that happened. So, What did you do? Or what did he think you did? Oh, he'll disagree, <laughs> but... The horse was an absolute mongrel to ride, um, and he wanted it just to be let go the whole race, pretty much. And 
I sort of got into a bit of a wrestling match with it and he wasn't real happy about that and yeah, he let me hear it. I think he sacked me for a couple of weeks, but no, nah, I'm actually very, very good friends with Darren now and train horses for him and yeah, it's probably the best thing I ever did was not spit it. Well, we had Patrick Carberry on yesterday and we played that, that moody spray about Blake McDougall and he said the biggest spray he got was from Michael Grant and he won the race. Yeah. <laughs> he said, so you can't pick it. No, no, generally if you win, you're sweet, but... Uh, yeah, no, I suppose trainers are a different breed. <laughs> you train a horse called Dissel Testia, and as I said, that piece that I've seen on social media, this is this is special. This is what's launching you right now. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, very special horse to me. Um, the story goes back a lot longer than just the last 12 months that I've had her. I actually picked her out at the sales with my family, and I was um, me and mum were supposed to train her from the get-go, but she was a bit too feral for us to handle, so she went off to Adam Durant's and... Yeah, she obviously burst onto the scene and I think she was third or fourth favourite for an Everest at one stage, but yeah, she lost her way for a long while there and yeah, it seems that we've sort of got her back somewhere near where she looked like being early days. How did you do that, Mitch? Because it's been some training performance to get her to get her confidence back and perform like she did in the Colonel Reeves. Yeah, I suppose there was no pressure when she came to me. She was sort of um, pretty much retired when she came to me and... It was one last ditched attempt and I took it a pinch arrow in a class five at first start and she started $2.20 and got beat and I thought we're in some trouble here but I think the longer she's been here the more confidence she's got. Um, we're very sort of one-on-one -on -one with her. She's the pin-up girl of the stable so she gets all the special attention and um, yeah she's the number one seed. You're the last male jockey to ride this will test you. Yeah well that's sort of been my sort of way of thinking is that um, she seems to really be really relaxed with the girls. Um, yeah, Holly started riding her and um, she was really relaxed for her and then um, Holly couldn't ride her in the Cyril Flower so Lucy got on her and yeah, it's just a formula that Tash has had a work. ride as well? Yeah, well Tash done a super job, that's probably as good as she's settled um, in a long time when Tash rode her so yeah, she just settles a lot for the girls. We've got about a minute before we have to go to the news, Mitch. Can you win a winner, Potter? Yeah, she can definitely, yeah. She loves high pressure and um, if she draws a barrier, which she's overdue to do, um, <laughs> she'll be, yeah, she'll, they'll know she's there. She's top class and... Um, yeah, she's trending in the right direction. Part owner Gupta Nelson says he'll give um, you two of his properties in Al Albany if you can win him a, a winner bottom. Oh, I'd like that. Uh, he could probably spare two properties yeah. in fairness. So, no, that'd be nice. All right, mate. We wish you the best of luck. Great to Go have get you on a the Mitch. show. You're kicking plenty of goals. You should be proud. And good luck in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. There's Mitchy Pateman. Close to 10 o'clock, straight after the break. We'll be catching up. Oh, sorry. 7, 7 o'clock in the real world. Um, Come on. 10 o'clock at the east. Yeah, 7 o'clock here. Yeah. 7 o'clock in the back yeah, bone sorry. of the country. <laughs> the boss, Craig Hutchinson, Mining. will be joining us. I think he's on holiday, so it's been good enough for him to we join us at 10. <laughs> being spent to get a slot in the in the big race. Yeah. Have you checked if it's paid, they or not? <laughs>
<laughs> Sam Whiteman's going to join us. What a huge couple of days for WA cricket down at the Wacker. He made 193 and was at a 300 wow. run stand as well with Cameron Bancroft. And Nassim Dilmi is, of course, with Godolphin. A couple of other little moments, boys, can we discuss? The umpire situation. Umpire wow. Michael Pell, four people arrested. Of course, no charges laid just yet, but uh, well, uh, we do know that it's uh, there's an investigation continuing in regards to spot betting on the Brownlow medal. And for those who don't know what that is, in simple terms is it's people knowing the votes are going to be in certain games. So it's not the overall result. But you can't bet on votes in certain games, can you? Yes, you can. You can later in the year, yes, not you to can. start with. No. Gotcha. So once the oh, results are already yeah, known, the, yeah. that's when they're betting. And, and so what's happened is some betting agencies have uh, it's, it's, uh, set off uh, some warning sirens. They've looked and said, mm, there's a bit of a correlation here. Connection here. Connection here. The police have got involved. And uh, look, uh, innocent till proven guilty, but it doesn't look great. Now, a lot of people want to know how the umpires uh, vote and stuff like that. Now, they do sit in a room, and this has hurt the umpiring fraternity because this is one treasured thing that they stand through the time of uh, of umpiring is that they don't talk about the Brownlow medal in voting. And they're not, this has got out. And they're not saying that uh, it's affected the result whatsoever. No, Paddy Cripps no, is no, a no, deserved no. winner. It hasn't affected uh, the Absolutely result. whatsoever, but information's come out per game so they can bet on that and let people know. It's, it's, it's a huge, huge claim. Huge accusation. You are innocent until proven guilty. Uh, well, not so much in this world anymore, but uh, if it's true, it just staggers me that people think that they could get away with that yeah. the, this day and age. And it is, well, it's just blatant cheating if it was if it was true. I've talked to a few of the umpires in the system. They are ropeable, really angry because mm. it's just they know when they sign up that you can't talk about the brown load. Yeah. But I'm just thinking here, and this is just me trying to work out the situation, that the umpire involved pal might have been having a few beers or something with his mates and they've had... Or, they're just been having a chat and they've asked him, who'd you give the votes for this match, blah, blah, blah. And um, he might have told them and then they've told their mates and I don't know how much money it is. But, but it seems like it's gone on more. It's more than just one game. Yeah, this they the might have been there. So unless, like, he, unless he has a few beers every weekend and uh, they would have been one loose beer, lips. Yeah, because you can only bet at a certain time when these markets are open. Yeah. It's after the season. So when the Brownlow's about to start, then the betting companies will put out who gets three votes in round four and five and per match and et cetera. So the, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's happened and it's an innocent mistake and a dumb mistake um, and he'll, his, his career will be over. But Simple terms is... Don't bet on that element. Well, don't ask don't, the question. Well, don't, don't talk about it. Yeah. Your responsibility as an umpire is that is the, the one thing you can't discuss. We don't know the circumstances. No, no we, don't. we don't. That's right. We don't know no. the circumstances. It's gonna, it's gonna, well, it's going to be huge. It is going to be massive. Hey, Pat Cummins has decided he's not going to the IPL in 2023. He's decided to step down, so he's uh, foregoing, doesn't want to be selected. They and... use too much power in that over there, do they? Yeah. He's against that. Doesn't want to fly over because that's bad for the environment. You've got issues with Pat Cummins, haven't you? Well, no, I've issues with pontificating sports people who decide what's good and what's bad and where their money will come from. What's your vibe over in Melbourne in regards to the Australian cricket team? I got howled down on socials when I was asked a question about the crowd down at the Australia-England game over here um, for the World Cup. 
25,000 on a Tuesday night, I think it was. Mm. And I said there has to be also the Langer factor where people are still hurting on behalf of Justin Langer as much as Langer wants to move on. And He's I got, trying to, isn't he? We won't. We won't. Yeah. But um, I just said, said the, the Langer factor. It seems to be not just the Langer factor, but that seems to be one of the elements we're seeing now with the Australian cricket team. The I disconnect. Don't, I don't know if it's... It, the, the Langer factor has a part to play, but it's just, oh, well, I don't the West know, Coast it does. Yeah, I don't know what it is in the Eastern States as well, but they they're not the most popular Australian cricket no. side. Um, but that can quickly change. They make some runs, they take some wickets, but um, yeah, they are struggling at the moment from a popularity point of view. But um, keep yeah. in mind too, they weren't that popular after Sandpaper Gate, and we all lost a lot of respect and that sort of thing. But they earned that respect back with hard work under Justin Langer, uh, with hard work and, and results, and, and it turned quickly. Speaking of popular, the boss is on the line. Craig Hutchison, of course. Uh, no, he can wait. <laughs> okay, He can wait. And, and, and we've got him on for a couple of things. One, first and foremost, the Perth Wildcats are in action on Thursday night against South East yeah. Melbourne Phoenix. You're only as good We're as your back. last game, and the Wildcats had a win last night. Don't forget, if you want to go, uh, you can get tickets at ticketech.com.au. Craig Hutchison joins us now. Thanks for joining us, Hutchie. I think you're on holiday, so we appreciate it. Good morning to you, mate. Morning, Gareth. G'day, guys, and, and uh, good to speak to you, Scotty. Well, I can't believe, first of all, the biggest revelation, we've buried the lead there. You're on holidays? Have you taken holidays, Hutch? No such thing as a holiday. I'm just in a different working environment. Uh, yeah, Scott, yeah. You should probably get your head around at some stage. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, just, <laughs> no, I'm just up in Queensland for a few days and working remotely. But, uh, no, it's nice to be on the program. And what a big build-up it will be this week with the incredible race meeting on Saturday. And it's great to have Gareth in town. And fantastic to be on 657 AM SEM track. And, yeah, and that's where we are. Yeah, we're on the just out of the home straight here at Ascot this morning. It's been a sensational morning. A little bit brisk now. It's beautiful at about three o'clock when I first got here to, to walk the track. Let me tell you, uh, the track is in fine order for the weekend. So, Hutchie, we've got a spot in the Greyhound slot race, the Sports Entertainment Network, and we've got a spot, of course, in the Quokka, which is the weight for age 1,200 metre, $4 million race, the richest race in WA's history. $4 million up for grabs now. Now, Scotty and Timmy... Mm. Let's talk bonuses, yeah, Hutch. They, they, they think they've taken control. Now, we've had about three or four trainers that have come up and had a chat to us, and they've basically all guaranteed them a spot for our slot in the, in the quokka. So <laughs> how are you going to work all of this out, Hutchie? Well, first of all, Gareth, it's a fantastic thing for Western Australian uh, racing and for tourism and for the economy and for big events in Western Australia. So... When we're asked to consider lodging a bid, we didn't hesitate because the industry has done such a brilliant job over the last several years in continuing to build and grow and prosper. And I think this is just great. The idea of the trilogy and having all three codes come together and three slot races on the one weekend hasn't been done before. It's WA leading the charge and hopefully it brings a lot of people to town and it's a big event and it's a party atmosphere. And so we, we, we didn't hesitate. A little bit out of my comfort zone in the horse racing side. Gareth, so lucky we've got you to steer the ship with us yeah. because you know, this 1,200 metre race and there'll be you know, the possibility of some of the best sprinters um, really in the country that will potentially run. So the idea of who represents, I haven't even contemplated yet other than to say... It's a great initiative for the West, and we're keen to be involved. And, yeah, we've bought a couple of slot races uh, along the way. We've done the Phoenix in Melbourne. We were fortunate to win the race in New Zealand from a harness racing perspective last year. So the idea of supporting the Dogs WA and the great work that Peter and his team have done, 
uh, was a no-brainer as well. And uh, we're probably a little bit more comfortable in those areas because we've had a couple of goes at it from a greyhound perspective. But this is our first horse racing site. We're really excited to play our role in, like, like many other own, uh, business owners are, in driving some interest in the state. And you've got to get a look at what Pete's done in Sydney with the Everest and the success of it as an, as an event and the way it brings people together. That I think this is a fantastic initiative for the West. So on a serious note, which you, you were, but who, who is going to pick your horse, Hutchie, and how, how much work will go into picking the, the horse? Forget about the greyhounds for now, the galloping. Well, at the moment, we've really only ruled out the Gostradamus Twitter account as being possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great business decision. Yeah. <laughs> I can't it's believe you still allow that to happen. <laughs> It's consistent lack of success and, and uh, irrelevance in the racing market has probably meant it, it's uh, it's out of the question. Other than that, all all other elements are on the table. And in all seriousness, we'll sit down. Uh, obviously, Gareth's got a great connection with WA Racing and Gareth's doing great work with Giddy Up. And now we'll work more broadly with, uh, with our guys and, and work through, and girls and work through what the, the appropriate um, you know path forward is. And, and also, it's the time of year, it's mid-April. Yeah, you know, we understand that not every horse is going to be up and racing come that time post autumn. There could be some, I think, it's a very attractive reason to keep your elite horses running post autumn carnivals around the country. So, yeah, we'll work through those things. Okay, so let's not worry about the horse. But one one part of the element that I have got locked away is the jockey, mm-hmm. Bryce Cotton. Will <laughs> <laughs> and we like to call him. We like to call him Fine Cotton. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's a great booking. Um, and well, the phone hasn't stopped well, ringing, by the way. Hutch Cadolphin, um, Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawks, who joined me for the means test. Johnny O'Neill's got a, um, a few options, Wayne Hawks, um, Simon Miller. So um, the difficult part is just trying to lock down and please everybody, Hutch. Mm-hmm. It's like picking all your well, girlfriends at once. And that's part of it. So, you know, for us, you know, ironically, we can be... You know, a slight bridge to the to promoting this race on scale in a big way in the east and driving interest in West Australian tourism and West Australian economic activity and interest and turnover in on the east, then, you know, I, I can't change the fact that I wasn't born in Perth, Goss, as you would have liked me, me to have been, but at least we can perhaps um, <laughs> create, some, create a, a little bit of a bridge and create some interest in what's a fantastic event. And it's great that the biggest horse owners and trainers are already... Uh, come forward with an interest in, in representing us in the slot in the copper because I think that's what it's all about. I would love us to win it. We'll win it, Goss. I would love we'll us win to it. win it. I reckon that would be front page news. <laughs> cool and Gatter might be a, an option. Wait for Age Star, um, Kiramar, David Eustace. Yeah, I'd certainly, I mean, I think anyone would be humbled to have a horse the calibre of Cool and Gatter represented. But I, I equally, I, I really think there'll be some fantastic horses that will want to come to Perth and race. And, of course, there's also some magnificent local horses that are going to have incredible opportunities to win this major event. And the fact that it's all on the same weekend, like if you're, ever, if you're in two minds about putting it on your diary, it's the weekend of April 13, 14, 15. Get it in your diary now. Carve out that weekend. Uh, get yourself across to WA. If you're down south listening on SCN Spirit 621 Bunbury, get it in your calendar now to come up for the weekend. It'll be magnificent. Well, an important note, too. I'd expect that we'd have some corporate hospitality on track, Hutch. 
Um, and, and Scotty, I'm prepared to do a five percent off deal for you to, to, to join on the day. Um, in the spirit of things, uh, oh, I'm only joking. No, I, I have no idea, no idea what we'll do on the day, but I know we'll do. We'll be we'll be involved and we'll we'll get involved thoroughly and do it well. And we want to support any major event in WA, and this is another great opportunity to do that. Because- because the Birdcage, the Sports Entertainment Network, mm. there was all of was these good. other marquees around there, and everybody wanted to turn up to the Sports Entertainment Network yeah. um, Popped marquee. in for an hour on uh, Cup Day when it was raining and uh, got escorted out at yes. about 59-minute mark. I was on a time limit. Well, <laughs> but it was okay. Well, the DJ was humming. Uh, everyone was dancing. So I can't believe you didn't get a gig. Nah, I actually had to separate me. Did Hayes get a gig? Because he normally nah, is the king I, of freeloading. Uh, Hayes was behind the desk. He was, behind the, he was, he was going berserk. Well, I had to leave because uh, Corey Homicide came in and uh, oh. you know we just, well, get so well, Scotty, yeah. when you, well, Scotty when you're the co-host of West Australia's fastest growing racing platform 657 SE track WA and on the biggest week of the year you take it off on leave only to turn up at the races uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect to have a time limit didn't really think that one through too much I just didn't think that was going to be that glaringly obvious actually but in hindsight in hindsight it's yeah. That's about as bad a decision as me buttoning my uh, jacket up, Hutch, in the uh, promotion shoots, which was uh, a really bad decision as well. Another thing he's taught me. <laughs> hey, Hutchie, uh, Thursday night, we're back on court, the Perth Wildcats, and, um, well, we're only as good as your last win, and we take on South East Melbourne, who are starting to get their mojo back as well. It's a tight league. You're looking forward to the, the second half after the FIBA break? It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I was fortunate enough to get to Adelaide and watch the away win. It was well overdue. Uh, it was great to, to see the players enjoy that and to have it, you know, and the coach to, you know, to enjoy it as well. Uh, after a tough five-game stretch, it must be said, it was also nice to see some elevated form from some of our, um, you know, wider group. It was great to see Brady find find his rhythm and groove and uh, get rewarded for all of his hard work and effort. And, yeah, let's start again. Like, this is, this is going to be a season where it's going to be about how how or if you qualify late in the tournament. There's a play-in, obviously, so there's six teams that are going to get the opportunity. So you, first of all, you've got to be one of six. Ideally, you're one of two. If you're not one of two, you're one of four. If you're not one of four, you're one of six. You've got to find your way under the, under the dance card, and then you've got to hit form late. So you know, we'd love to have been playing a bit better than we are, but equally, we're still very um, bullish and confident that we've got a quality team that can can feature at the business end and that's where you want to time your run the Sydney Kings um, were were they three and four or three and five last year Goss uh, they had a slow yeah, start and yeah. found their rhythm late um, I'm not saying you know we're a like for like but we're going to be right there at the business end giving it everything absolutely well, Hutchie, enjoy Queensland. I've still got my number 53 Wildcats jersey from when I was yeah. back here, D Martin. He might be a handy pickup and no mid-season draft. We fit him in. But um, um, enjoy your holiday. Um, we'll see if we can organise this slot. I think we're about to announce our... I think we're nearly there. We're just negotiating with a slot, um, a greyhound trainer for our slot. You've been in the joint five minutes and you're, yeah, pulling, on, the, you're pulling the strings. No, no. On. I'm just telling Hutchie right now. It's hard to get on to him. So I thought I'd reload the message. <laughs> Have a holiday, Hutch. Have yeah. an actual holiday. Turn the phone off and have a spell, mate. Thanks, guys, and uh, looking forward to Thursday night. Get along if you can and support the team. We'll be there. Good on you. There's uh, our boss. Yes, hey, so I'll get some tickets to that as well. Yeah, well, oh, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you in, mate. 20 bucks each. Rightio. Uh, hey, John of Woodvale, he did. For, uh, Justin, we did cop a bit of a whackity whack whack from our man Hutchie. Whackity whack whack. 
Yeah, nice work. Let's get a breakaway comeback. Speaking of wackety whack whack, Sam Whiteman's going to join us. Freshman make a hundred and ninety odd against uh, who'd they play? South Australia. South Australia. That's right. Well, yeah. I didn't really play anyone. There was like a practice. And hello to John O. Williams, a good mate of mine, who's up in Queensland, listening up there on Sen uh, Queensland Sen track up there. Good on you, John O. Thanks for your message as well. A break. Sam Whiteman's about to join us. We are trackside at Ascot ahead of Railway Stakes Day here this Saturday, part of the Pinnacles. SEN track around the country and SEN WA network as per normal. Scotty and Goss, we are here at Ascot at our Toolkit Depot studio and the 1900 bar just as we looked up the home straight and the last of the horses are doing their track work here today. And hello to Frank Agostino. I had coffee with Frankie at my local yesterday. WA's Novated Leasing Special. I sat in a Tesla yesterday. Yeah. And that's... What that, are the deals they do on those? Unbelievable. Save you thousands. <laughs> oh, no. Unbelievable. Yeah, was was good? yeah different world. It almost drives itself. And I said to him, do you have to touch don't, the brake? Don't let it do that. You just take your foot off the accelerator and the car just stops. Yeah. Oh, I'm really nervous about driving it, but I'm going to drive it. Because you know, someone said that you're driving a Tesla. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not sure you and you'd look right in it, to be honest with you. I'd stay in your fleet network driving. Right hey, Sam Whiteman joins us. And this young man, it, look, it just gives us nothing but joy to know that he's smashing out runs and WA's on top of the shield table. He's fresh from 193. He had a 308-run stand with uh, Cam Bancroft. And WA beat South Australia, and they sit atop of the shield table. Sam Whiteman, congratulations, mate. That was one heck of a match for WA, but a great knock from yourself. Thanks for joining us. No, thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, very, yeah it was a very good week. And... Um yeah, very pleasing to, um, you know, wake up this morning knowing that WA are on top of the uh, Sheffield Shield ladder. Things are flying, aren't they, for WA at the moment? As I said, you're on top of the ladder. and your next game, you play the bottom place, New South Wales. And I know you've got to be careful and, you know, you, we know what New South Wales can do and, in fact, what any team can do on, on any given day. But you're doing it everything with the bat and the ball and you're fielding well. You must be pleased as a whole, as a collective. Yeah, things, things are going to plan at the moment for WA cricket. Um, yeah, I think the exciting thing is we've got so much depth. Um, we've had guys uh, away in the Australian team and, um, you know, we've had some young debutants this year. So it's been really pleasing with the depth of WA cricket. And, um, yeah, next game at the SCG, uh, that'll be exciting because, you know, with footy and other sports these days, we, you know, rarely get to play at the SCG. So that'll be a good challenge. Sam, 193, mate. Seen him like an absolute watermelon coming at you. Uh, uh, talk us through your innings. <laughs> I wouldn't say watermelon, but um, oh look, it's pretty happy to get off the mark. To be fair, um, after <laughs> a couple of zeros last week, um, but nah, yeah, it was um, oh look, it was, it was pretty pleasing. We didn't didn't probably didn't bowl our best in the first innings, and they probably got a bit uh, a few too many uh, than we would have liked. So um, you know, to pass that nun down was very pleasing, and um, you know, I've played a lot of cricket. With Cam Bancroft, I think we started playing together for state under 17s. Um, so, to, you know, to be at about 120 overs with him, um, you know, it was was extremely satisfying and um, put the team in, in a good position. Well, what did you do different? Then, mate, you're coming off a couple of, well, not uh, not great innings and then just back it up with 193 and it's a massive turnaround. What did you do? Uh, well, it's a tough one, you know, and, Crickets can be a bit of a cruel game sometimes, especially batting. So, you know, how far, how deep do you look into things? Um, I think for me, it was 
you know, sort of um, just trusting trusting my process, I guess, and not um, not overthinking things. And I guess when I, we've been playing on some green whacker wickets, sometimes you you can go into a bit of survival mode and not actually and forget to actually score and look to hit the cricket ball. So yeah, that's what I did this week. I looked to try and score, um, put some pressure back on the bowlers when I could, and um, and, and that held me in good stead. Matt Kelly, nine for 57, uh, career best. I mean, I don't know if you know, I took nine for eight, <laughs> seven for one and God. seven for none in three consecutive <laughs> weeks, Sammy. And you may have heard that down at the Wacker. Um, but uh, Matt Kelly, nine for 57, that's no mean feat. He's in rare form as well. Yeah, yeah. No, he's going very well, Matt Kelly. Obviously not quite quite your figure there. But, um, no, not quite. He's uh, not quite, but he's, he'll get there one day maybe. Um <laughs> But um, no, oh, look, it's pleasing, like I said before, the depth of WA cricket where Matt Kelly hasn't played the last couple of weeks. He's been, been on drinks. So for him to come in and yeah. um, step up, he's been bowling really well. So um, really pleased for him. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a really exciting time when, you know, say our new bowlers from last year's game, Joel Paris and Jai Richardson arrested, and we have a couple of guys come in and, you know, jump straight, keep the foot on the gas. And um, yeah, really pleased for Kels. Well, Matt Kelly will get there if he goes back to under-12s where Goss did it. Uh, but I was only nine, mate, in the under-12s. I was playing above my weight. 16. <laughs> Lance Morris did the job too, mate. So you've got, a, you've got a few that you can throw the ball to. Lance Morris with uh, uh, well, seven for in, over, the, over, the, uh, over the match. Um, so you've got a couple you can throw the ball to with great confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Lance Morris is a beauty. He, um, he's a simple man. He's from, from down south, Dunsborough, I think, and... Um, he just loves bowling fast, so um, throwing the ball and just say, mate, just need four or five overs of uh, rockets, please. And he um, he steams in and it's, um, you know, probably taken for granted a bit because we see him bowling the nets all the time, but he's, you know, he's very fast. I think he hit 150 um, kilometers an hour this week, which is, you know, really exciting. And he's, um, he's bowling well. And, oh, look, I think if he keeps going the way he's going, you know, I'm sure there'll be some higher honours at some stage. No doubt. Congratulations, mate. Great that WA's on top of the shield table and uh, New South Wales is your next uh, contest, of course, in about a week's time uh, at the SCG. Uh, thanks for joining us and we appreciate it and continued success. No, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Sam Whiteman joining us fresh from 193. Made 300 run stand with Cam Bancroft, which is absolutely brilliant. What were you throwing them down at? When I was Morris has hit one fifty. What were you throwing them down at? Uh, when you took your nine for an eight for and oh, seven for? Oh, look, there was no radar back in those days. But, but if you could have a guess, one sixty at nine. Let's get a breakaway. Come oh. back another half hour to go. We are trackside at the Toolkit Depot Studio at Ascot. This is Giddy Up with Gareth Hall on SEN Track and Breakfast on SENWA. And thanks for your company. Hope you've enjoyed the last couple of hours. Get out with Gareth on SEN Track and SENWA Breakfast. If you're listening to us on the East Coast for the first time, we do this every day. Between your time, uh, well, for the best part, on Melbourne and Sydney time, of course, it is uh, 9 to 11. Is that right? 9 to 11. Did we only do a two-hour shift? Yep. How many? How, well, how, how long did we shift? Three hours. Then I've got to do about... Five other different shows around the country, yeah. Yep. Oh, well, oh right, mate. Yeah. Okay, good for you. Hard worker. 
We've got two hours in us. And then we start losing our way. Yeah. And this is the serious stuff. Mate, we bit. lose our way from about yeah, three six past six. six. <laughs> Righty. Uh, this is one from Daryl from Kingsley. If we could only all do a Cristiano Ronaldo and tell your employer what you really think, lads, how would you have done in a tell-all interview with Piers Morgan? Absolutely nuclear in the workplace. He has absolutely, Ronaldo's given mm. it to the owners and to the coach and the manager. He has just, well, I suppose he can. It's a funny he, way to resign. Because he's Cristiano Ronaldo. And he's hurting his legacy a little bit, isn't he? I love Cristiano, but yeah. You know he's got family here, don't you? Yes. His, his grandma lives here. Spearwood, or down that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which means he's also a tight ass. Yeah. Because he could buy Nana something a little bit nicer. Yeah. Oh, what? You got a problem with people in Spearwood? No, not people in Spearwood at all. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely part it's, of the world. If that's from no, someone coming from Les Murdy. Um, hey, Les Murdy and Bassendino. Up in the hills is a beautiful part of the world. It is a great Quality spot. People. just not far enough away. I, I, I'm taking you there one day. I'm going to take no, you to Bassendino and you will not walk out we, of there. We've got a, we've got a question yes. here from Michael regarding William Pike and whether he'll stay here after the carnival. Um it's the million-dollar no, question. Not. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, my, man, done, my man Goss yeah. is all over this, Gary. He's done, mate. You're not going back. Oh, didn't you hear his interview with Julio? Said yeah, I did. Don't worry about it. I did, but it was he Julio. He said there's a lot of rumours. and just a PR yeah, piece. He says, piece by Julio. There's it's a been, lot of people uh, talking and... Um, um, yeah, a lot of people think they know, but no, I, I know. made a decision. No, 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 no. It was in, and you know what? It, it's true because it was in uh, probably a week ago, a week and a half ago, it was in Tim Gossip. Ah, oh, <laughs> uh, so you want it to be right. right? No, it's facts. Okay. Only dealing facts. It's business uh, interest. You, know you know our players significant move, move states. Someone okay. says, oh, he's, he's changing clubs. He's going home. He's bought property in such and such. Yeah. This is what's happened here. He's got cows, hasn't he? If the business interest is correct. So this time mm. last year, Yummy. Pikey and Grand Alana Williams yep. with Were Bob Peters unbelievable. clean swept the, the, the three group What's ones. happened with Bob? What's so happened? I love Bob Peters and I've got a lot of respect for him and he's done a mighty job. He was on this board here at... Um, Perth Racing in his 30s. Um, he's a self-made multi-millionaire that has done some wonderful stuff throughout his lifetime. And he's been so great for racing in WA. Um, and he's had so much success. He's one of the most successful breeders in Australian racing history. But it's been a horror 12 months for Bob. And I think he's pulled the wrong rein on a few occasions um, and leaving Grant and Alana Williams was a massive mistake. They needed to work it out, whatever happened, because he stable, went backwards in Melbourne. Danny O'Brien um, had no luck with his horses, and then they came back, and now they're going to the league team in Melbourne. It's just sad that we haven't seen the best of Western Empire on those horses. And I think if Bob had his time again, he might disagree with me, but um, he he has made some, I think he's made some mistakes, Bob. Um, and he needed to try and work it out. But wasn't he due to make some wins? mistakes? Because everything he touched oh, no, the he had, I mean, he's been one of the masterminds of WA racing for a the, long time. But the Williams team are great grand final trainers and they were flying and then all of a sudden he should have had more success with those horses than he's had. Um, so they should have been winning more races after the carnival. And I know he's had bad luck with injury, but um, it's, 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 it's been a little bit disappointing. Do you think Bob Peters and the Empire can get back? Well, that's a big question because he keeps he, – he's got to – He's got to get a trainer. And Michael Grantham's doing a really good job and Adam Durant. Um, 
but they need to find a couple of other horses and then Western Empire and Regal Power um, are going to the league stable and they've had their issues so they've got to come back and they haven't raced or they've raced only a few times um, over the, the last 12 months so um, it'll be interesting but it's just been a horror 12 months. Well, there it is. There's Gareth Hall and his uh, take on the situation with Bob Peters. So we'll find out more. I'm sure Devoted doesn't get a start. Third emergency in the railway stakes, unlikely to get a run. A break. It's the, the big dogs landed from the East Coast last night. Nassim Dilmi will join us uh, here at Trackside. You're listening to SEN Track with uh, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall and SENWA Breakfast with Scotty Cummings and Tim Gossage. Around the country, simulcast. That's what they say on FM radio. Yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> We're pretty hip, you know. We've been simulcasting for a long time. Yes. You listen anywhere. <laughs> exactly right. Anyway, we'll get a break away and come back. Two shows in one. It's free if you want to listen to us anywhere on the SEN app. Nassim Dilmi will join us next from Godolphin. ahead of Railway Stakes Day and so much more to come as the Pinnacles rolls on here in WA. A great chance for WA Racing to be on the national stage and it's great to have Gareth Hall over, of course, at the Ascot Toolkit Depot studio with Giddy Up with Gareth on SEN Track and Breakfast with Scotty and Goss. And we've got a very special guest. We're so lucky that Godolphin has supported this carnival and I think the carnival would have been lost a little bit, especially in the eastern states, if Godolphin didn't arrive with the developers that will be competing here, the likes of Pulele that was favourite for Manicato. Cascadians had a wonderful spree, he won the Hill um, in Sydney during the Carnival, the Hill Stakes, and he was so good in the Champions Mile from a tough draw. And then this rising star, Valana, that took out the Hunter in Newcastle on Saturday. It's worth a million dollars, that race. And uh, last year, the winner of that race was Lost and Running, who's gone on to do some wonderful things since. So Nassim Dilmi joins us here. He is one of James Cummings' right-hand mans, uh, right-hand man. And he travels with the, the horses when they go interstate. And he has returned to Perth once again. Nassim, welcome to SEN, SENWA Breakfast and Giddy Up. Welcome back to Perth, mate. Um, is it good to be back? Great to be back, yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. Now, the the stars that you've brought, when did Cadolphin um, sit down and, and say, well, these are the horses we want to target for this carnival? Because Cascadian's a star, Valana's a very good horse that will play a part, I think, in the autumn, and um, Pulele's been a, a sprinter that has been favourite for a Group 1 this spring. Um, so when did they decide to bring these horses? So probably like way before the spring carnival, we kind of they, they all sit down together every Monday, which team will target, which horses will target, uh, which race. And uh, obviously you've got the spring carnival just before uh, the Perth carnival. And we, you can't, you can't really target a horse for the Melbourne carnival and give them four or five run there and expect to come to WA. So you want to be lightly raced um, in Melbourne to be able to come to, to Perth, obviously. And uh, especially this year was, the plane was from Sydney. So the horse is racing in Melbourne. They've got to travel back to Sydney and then fly to Perth. So can make it difficult for some horses. But um, the, yeah, the, the team sat down, put a, we had a few names there. And um, the closer we got to the races, the, the shorter the, 
the team was growing and um you don't you don't want to bring 10 horses here obviously and compete three against each other so i think we ended up with just four uh, one was uh, ended up at the last minute obviously villana only raced a couple of days ago but uh yeah we confirmed with villana that he was coming here yesterday yesterday morning when the guys looked at him and uh yeah four horses i think it's a it's, it's per perfect team and great bunch of horses how do they travel over in the scene because it's a big day for them yeah obviously it's a it's a four-hour plane plane trip um i think they travel a bit better than me i had to travel <laughs> with a 15 months kid baby <laughs> so <laughs> i think they had it they had it better than me but uh now nah, they all travel really well one one in particular that really impressed me was villana he got off the plane thinking it was King Kong. So, yeah. you know, he had a six-hour six float trip to Newcastle and back on Saturday, and two days later he's on a plane to Perth. So he's he's arrived here, he settled in really well, and um, they, they only had a, a hand walk this morning and a pick of grass, but, yeah, all four of them looks looks great. How good is Valana? Because he's a progressive type. I think the 1,400-metre gold rush, you'll be hard to beat in the, the winner bottom, but the gold rush looks an ideal race for him. Yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's a superstar. He's a, James is really taking his time with him. Like, he, he ran he ran in a Stradbroke on his sixth or seventh start, if if I'm correct. Uh, but he, he's a, yeah, he's a dead set superstar, this horse. He's a very easy to deal with obviously he's well bred by Harold Cran and he's a half brother to Savasciano so it's a it's a very good family and um hopefully the the well didn't don't seem that the trip's taking much out of him he was pretty bright this morning and um obviously like you say it'd be either the winter bottom or the gold rush and yeah, I think either either race, he'll, he'll give them a, a big shake-up. Nassim Dilmi, our guest from the Dolphin. Nassim, just uh, the last time you were here, Kementari uh, donkey licked the, the opposition. Uh, you pulled off a bit of a masterstroke. Can you just explain? I know you don't want to pump your own tyres up, but you, you you could have gone down the traditional stable track gallop here. You, you did something different. What, what did you actually do with that horse that you think gave it a bit of pep in its step? No, so obviously when we came here, uh, Kementari had a couple of runs, then we had trekking, and after trekking ran was supposed to be the end of it for us, and go back to Sydney, and Kementari uh, was just feeling so well. We kept him here as a companion for trekking after after he ran, and he, yeah, he was he was just so well within himself, and uh, yeah, I tried to it took a took a bit of a convincing for me. I speak to James and say, oh, this horse, I'm sure he's got one more in him. Please convince the guys to to keep him here. And there's a there's two races for him. The following week, that was either the 1800 meters or the the 1400 meter Group Three. So it it was uh, yeah. It, it, I'm sure James sweet talk the guys pretty well. He's a good talker. <laughs> but uh, now he's uh, they were happy to keep him here. They said, well, obviously the horse is here. You might as well stay one more week. And um, James said, oh well, you know. You gotta do what you gotta do. do. Do whatever it takes for him to spark him up. You know, don't make me look like a like a fool kind of thing. But uh, so spoke to Britt Taylor, and uh, she said, "Oh, we've got this property 20 minutes from here. You can you can come in and take the horses there if you want." So yeah, I, I did not expect that when I when we rocked up. So <laughs> Kevin Terry got off the float, and there's emus and kangaroos, and I thought, "Jesus, what's going on here?" <laughs> But yeah, that, welcome to WA. Yeah, and also that really. Uh, my wife was riding Kementara at the time, and uh, yeah, she took him around with Jim. Jim rode the pony, and they took him around the property, and 
yeah, it was a, it was an eye opener for myself and I think Kem and Terry as well. And so the next day we went to the beach, and the day after we took him for a gallop at Belmont. And yeah, every day that week we done something different, and we were uh, right across the road from the track. And any race day we would just walk over, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna trick you, you, you know. What? <laughs> and uh, we put him on the float. I told the driver, driver ran for 20 minutes. He got off the floor, telling me, yeah, and I thought, geez, this is a brand new horse. I thought, please don't make me look bad today. And uh, yeah. So if you'd walked him over, you think he would have known oh, and he would have gone, ah, ah, I know yeah, what's going on. Pro- probably. Like, you, you, we've done that many things that week. We don't even know which one has worked. So. <laughs> and he, he, That's brilliant. Yeah, and so, came out and brained them. Yeah, brained them. Yeah, so that was, uh, it, yeah, it was a great story because when we went back to Sydney, we had a chat to Vin Cox and... Uh, Vin was, yeah, he said, tell you what, you're lucky because the retirement paper was signed and <laughs> done deal. So with lucky one. And yeah, he's been competing. He's been competing at top level for a long time. So it's good to see him back in racing. And We've got about a minute left before we have to take right. a break. Cascadian, how good he travelled? Yeah, travelled really well. Obviously, that was, uh, it, he, he ran enormous in Melbourne, was only between one point and length. Um there was a, you, you could almost call it a barrier trial, but uh, no, he, he hopefully he races well here. He's a, he's a back marker, so the way the track's been playing, hopefully it'd be to his liking, and um, I think it'd be hard to be here. What's the best chance for Godolphin and the Pinnacles, you think? Because there's Pulele as well. Pulele, yeah. If, if he's got to win a Group 1, I think he's got to be here. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you're putting me on a spot here. I, I do really like Villana. I yeah. think he, his win on Saturday was pretty tough and the way the way he arrived here I think he's a gold rush well I'd hate to I'd hate for him to beat Kementari but yeah I think Villana's a he's a superstar this horse we'll talk to you throughout the the, the week Nassim but um, can you stay here because we've got Goss um, we've got Scotty's going to say goodbye to us as well but we'll talk to you throughout sure. the week Nassim you're a star Godolphin I think Perth Racing owes Godolphin a lot for sending yep. all these horses here J-Mac will be here Jamie Carr Benny Mallam so thanks for that mate appreciate it no problem thank you Nassim deal me there from Godolphin we'll take a break and we'll come back and wrap up a special coverage of Giddy Up and SENWA Breakfast here live at Ascot Uh, what welcome back. What do you got first? Uh, no, I've got nothing actually. I, I read an email, but it was a couple of days ago. Oh, no. So there's no breaking news. You're getting excited. I've, so I've, breaking news. <laughs> go to the breaking news sting. Let's go. And now we just back the truck up. I've got some breaking news. What do you got? Um, the team just told us that James Cummings will arrive on Sunday here in Western Australia. The superstar trainer. Three of the stars, Kemitari, Valana, and um, Cascadian oh, yeah. will trial at um, Belmont on Monday. Yeah, wow. So that's that's great. That's so great. we get to see and have a look at these horses trialling on Monday. And then Pulele will work here on the course proper on Tuesday um, with James Cummings having a look. So Kementari, um, Velana and Cascadian to trial Monday at Belmont and then, of course, Pulele to gallop here on the course proper this time next week. Just about to, to, to wrap it up, it's almost 8 o'clock. I was still seeing horses gallop here. I thought they would do it in darkness. I thought they were finished well, by now. A lot of the hobby trainers... They're the resis. Yeah, a lot of the hobby the trainers twos. might come <laughs> a, a little later because it's hard to get track work right as they're working for the biggest gotcha. stable. So gotcha. then they might work a few of those horses. Hey, yeah. Gareth, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, uh, what, what happens for the rest of the week for, with for the listeners here for Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. So we'll be live throughout Perth. We'll um, 
do basically a normal show, but we'll have a lot of Perth content. We've got still the Ballarat Cup and the Gong and Kemla Grange. The, the, the carnival starts off in um, Brisbane this week as well, the Summer Carnival. We've got the heats of the Melbourne Cup for the Greyhounds. Um, we've also got uh, breeders, the Breeders' Crown for the Trots on Saturday night at Melton as well. So we'll cover off all of that. We'll talk about the, uh, the Gloucester Park Trots a little bit on Friday night. We've got a new radio, uh, WA racing show. And I think oh, we've signed you? Gary Hall Jr. and really? Simon Miller. Have you yeah. really? And I think we're live. I don't know if you've been told, Goss, but you're working Saturday afternoon. We're live. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? We're live Saturday <laughs> afternoon. I might be here. Saturday afternoon, live at um, <laughs> Ascot on SEN Track. Did I, did I go to it? Yeah. say that. Did yeah. I say it? On yes. SEN Track um, yeah, for Railway Station. Mate, I've got a family commitment on Saturday, unfortunately. Right, it's not born, it's horse. <laughs> well, Scotty, you can. I can't believe I'm moving Busy, Gareth. Yeah. yeah. Busy. <laughs> no, I want to be here, but I've got a engagement party. To I go think Miles Fitzner might come then. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I will work then. What doesn't he want of mine? <laughs> oh, I think he. I think he. He's I think he's your, he's, your, his idol. He's an absolute star. I'm a huge. Magic, it's magic fan. fan. Yeah, love him. Love him. He's absolutely legend. Takes me a little bit seriously at times. Hey, Gareth, nice work by you. Well done to the crew. Well done to the crew back in Jeez. Melbourne. Well done to our team over here in Perth. Well done to Ellie, who's well done, frozen Ellie. her proverbials yeah, off here today. Ellie. She's been freezing. <laughs> She's still freezing. Thanks for your company. Stay Thanks, on SEN Track. Good on you, Gareth. Gareth will be on your radio tomorrow around the country on SEN Track. This is goodbye from SENWA Breakfast. Good on you, Scott. Nice work by you. All the best. Been fun. See you tomorrow.